We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live today. Not exciting news. It's sad news today. The one and only Jeff Goodman was not the final hire at his alma mater. Arizona went outside the Arizona family. Um, and they actually got themselves a pretty good hire. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it off like I'm sad. But yeah. uh, I do think that this is Tommy Lloyd is the next head coach at Arizona. I think this is a really good hire. I think it's really interesting. Um, I do give some credit to that administration for having the uh, cojones to go outside the Arizona family. It's not yeah. going to be the most popular decision. Uh, but not. I do think that they actually did make a pretty good decision here. Um, so there's a lot to talk about uh, regarding this. There's a lot to get into. Uh, but Jeff, I mean, you were as plugged in on this search as anybody on the planet. So can you just kind of take us, the Arizona fans, the college basketball fans, um, even Gonzaga fans through uh, how it ended up coming down to Tommy Lloyd and whether or not some of these other big names were really involved? Yeah, it's where it started. You know, it started with Tommy Lloyd and 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 the Arizona guys and the, and the family, Damon Stoudemire, uh, Miles Simon, Josh Passner. And ultimately, it kind of turned back. You know, they tried some big names, Rob. They did. They tried the Brad Stevenses and the Tony Bennett's and obviously the Mark Views. And uh, my sources said they reached out to Matt Painter. Uh, we know Musselman was involved and, you know, got some more money out of it. Um, Mark Pope was a guy that was in the mix. Um, so I, I think, again, there were, a, a, you know, there were a lot of names that popped up. But ultimately, it, it came down uh, – to Tommy Lloyd, because frankly, uh, they felt a lot of those guys weren't going to do it. They weren't going to take it, right? All those guys. Frankly, they weren't going to take it probably even if there was no looming NCAA penalties coming. You know, they did the one-year self-imposed postseason ban, uh, but there could be more, and there probably will be more. There might be another year. So, you know, yes, I understand the former, and, and I'm upset in a way that they didn't keep it in the family. You know, Mike Woodson at Indiana, Juwan Howard at Michigan, Hubert Davis at Carolina. Um, yeah, would I have liked to have seen Damon Stoudemire run this program? Absolutely. Absolutely. That doesn't mean I think Tommy Lloyd is a bad choice here. And and I think the two are, are, are separate here. Um, again, I think Damon would have done a great job. I mean, he's grinded it. He's earned it. Um, He's been at Pacific the last few years and done a great job at Pacific. Um, Tommy Lloyd has done a great job building this Gonzaga program into a better program than Arizona right now, period. Yeah. The, the one thing I would say about Damon um, is that 
it's a little bit the same situation as Penny, where he's a guy that has like nine figures in his bank account. He's that his his great grandchildren are never going to have to worry about finances, right? Like he has generational yeah. wealth. Yeah, um, sure. But he's not a guy. It's not like it's been handed to him on a silver spoon. You know, he's nope. he's worked his way up. Uh, Penny started as I, it was a an assistant coach on the JV girls middle school team or something like that. Like he yeah. he legitimately worked his way. If his name was Steve Hardaway instead of Penny Hardaway, then we would all be celebrating. Like, look at this guy, racks the riches, working his way up from the bottom. What a grinder. Let's celebrate this. Um, and, and Damon, it's a little bit different with Damon because he has been on staff at Memphis and he has been on staff at Arizona. And, and um, you know, he's been a head coach at Pacific for a while. But again, it's another situation where he's really, really worked his way up. And I also want to make a point. Um, both of us have credited Arizona for the way that they handled the search by going out and taking big swings and then uh, going back to your core group of guys and interviewing them and making a decision from there. And I've yeah. had a couple of Indiana fans that have basically said to me, like, what is the difference between this? You crushed Indiana for what they did, and now you're celebrating Arizona for what they did. Well, and they're completely the one- different. Come yeah, on, Mike Woodson hired on, a 63-year-old NBA coach who's yeah, never coached in college. They're not even close. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. All right, all right, all right, all right. It was stupid, though. Was stupid. No, the the one major difference yeah. is that Arizona had four guys that were home run hot. Well, maybe not necessarily all of them were home run hires, but four really, really, really good hires that were all going to say yes at the drop of a hat. Josh Paston would have been a pretty good hire. Miles Simon would have been a really good hire. Damon Sotomayor would have been a great hire. Tommy Lloyd, he's a great hire. All four of those guys were going to say yes. And you always had that in your back pocket. So you could go out and you could try to get Brad Stevens knowing that, yeah, you know what? We can still get Tommy Lloyd. The difference is with Indiana is that it felt like their plan after Archie Miller was like, okay, we can go get Brad Stevens now. Okay, we can go get Chris Holtman now, as opposed to being like, well, let's just kick the tires on these guys and then see what happens because we always have this fallback option. When your fallback option is a 63-year-old that hasn't been in college basketball for literally four decades, for my entire life, the entire time that I've been on planet Earth, Mike Woodson has not been in college basketball. And that's that was your that was your safety net. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I honestly did not. I mean, seriously, it, 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 again, you can't compare the two. I haven't seen the Indiana fans. They'll kill me for anything right now. But um, the, the bottom line is, again, they're two totally different situations. Tommy Lloyd has only known college basketball. He's got mm-hmm. contacts overseas um, throughout the U.S. They've recruited nationally. You know, they got a top 10 player coming in in, in Hunter Salas. Um, they've had some pros, you know, not like they haven't had some pros recently. Uh, Jalen Suggs may go number two in the draft and and could be a top five point guard in the NBA someday. Uh, Doma Sabonis is, is an all-star. Um, they've had some pretty good players lately and they've had to build it, you know, from, from scratch. Now, Arizona did that too, but it's a lot harder to do it in Spokane, Washington in the WCC. And you know, you know what else? Uh, Tommy Lloyd, where does he thrive in the transfer portal and uh, by by basically shopping overseas, right? By recruiting players overseas. And what is Arizona going to really have to thrive on now that they're in a situation where they have some recruiting restrictions, where um, maybe the possibility of like COVID shutdowns, not allowing us to have certain kind of spring and fall events, probably not knowing the 2022 class as well as he 
uh, maybe needs to be able to go out and recruit them. So what does he have to do? He's going to have to work the transfer portal, and he's going to have to go get guys from overseas and work his contacts there. And that's the perfect situation right now for him, I think. So, look, I, I, I think Damon and Miles would have been really good hires. Um, I think that when you can go out and get a guy – like Tommy Lloyd, who who basically everybody would want, is probably the best assistant coach in the country right now, um, who was integral in building Gonzaga into what a top three program in the sport right now. So better, right, it's a better program today than Arizona. Like I, so I, to a point, I get it, but like also, um, yeah. Look, you want to keep it in the family, like I. I'm going to try to get faster next time it opens up, but it's never going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I get it. And, and it's even harder for the former players because, again, they're seeing Woods and they're seeing Hubert Davis just get the, and, and Damon is more qualified than both of them. It's not even close, right? Miles Simon is more qualified. He's been, well, maybe not. You know, Hubert's been nine years um in college basketball miles simon was a couple years at arizona mm-hmm. at espn he's been the lakers so ultimately you look at it and you say like yeah they're way more qualified now again mike woodson's been an nba head coach um that that that's a little bit of a difference maker there that separates him but damon man like damon has earned it uh in in so many ways you know he started as, as a director of player development at rice making no money so then he, you know, stints at Memphis, two stints, one in Arizona, grinding it out of Pacific, which is one of the more difficult jobs in the, in the West Coast Conference, and taking them to, you know, in the middle there, which is not easy to do. So, you know, listen, I, again, it, it hurt me because I, I know Lute Olson would have wanted Damon Stoudemire. I know the former players wanted Damon Stoudemire or Miles or even Josh Pastner. Um, it was the same thing for me watching over the last few weeks. With, with what happened with Hubert and Mike Woodson. But again, I keep going back to it and saying, all right, as an alum, you know, to me, I think, I think you, 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 you still made a good call here with Tommy Lloyd and his upside is extremely high because of his connections and what he can do. Like you said, internationally through the transfer portal, he's had a ton of responsibility over the last 10 years at Gonzaga coaching, not just recruiting. Mm-hmm coaching yeah and and the big thing is for the alums that are um that are upset about it like i i do think that they probably have every right to be upset about the fact that one of their own is not going to be the one running the program like i totally understand that you know if if these guys are fired up if they wanted damon or they wanted miles in there i get that right they should they should want one of their own in there what i would just say is like give tommy a chance you can be mad about this, but give him a chance because I do think he's going to get this program going to the place where you want it to be. Uh, and, and you know, within maybe two or three years, you're going to be calling him one of the Arizona family too. So that's that's the only thing that I would say about that. Yeah, I mean, listen, you want Arizona – I mean, for me, it's I want Arizona basketball to be successful. I do. And I know I'm not supposed to say that, but but you do. It's your alma mater, right? Like I'm, I've been as objective as I can be over the years about Arizona. In fact, a lot of people – Think I've probably been too tough on them, um, and and people at Arizona aren't fans of mine. But you want them to be good. That's just the way it is, and I think they have a chance to be really good with Tommy Lloyd and some of his. Now again, he's going to have to put together a staff here because he's used to being able to recruit a lot internationally. 
he's not going to be able to take those trips like he used to and, mm -hmm. and just go. So he, things are going to change for him. In Tucson, there's a lot more responsibility. He's going to have to connect, um, I, I think, to the fan base a little bit more, especially, again, this time it's so different than the last time because now everybody's thinking, well, why didn't Damon Stoudemire? Why didn't Miles Simon? Why didn't Josh Pat? So you're already starting from behind. And that's going to be hard for a guy that's dealt with very, very little adversity. Like Tommy Lloyd's never gotten shots taken at him. Never had to. He's been an assistant for a program that's just gone up, 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 up. So how is he going to deal with this right now? How is he going to be able to get some of these players, uh, former players on board? How is he, he going to be able to get the fans on board? You know, again, they're, they're diehard fans in, in Tucson, Arizona. And, and I think what people are forgetting is he really did help to build this Gonzaga program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is, it is just kind of funny that it's like he gets hired and all of a sudden all of the, the, the people that you thought would be welcoming you with open arms, like, yeah, what the fuck? You're not Damon Stoudemire. Like, get the hell out of here. We don't like you. So, um, yeah. So let me ask you this. What is your expectation for what Arizona is going to end up having to deal with in terms of NCAA uh, penalties like how how bad it's impossible to like accurately predict this stuff but how how bad do you think this is be are we talking like two or three year postseason ban or is it the well, kind of thing where, like, the one they just dealt with and maybe one more and then you should probably be on the other side of this thing yeah I, I think probably if I had to guess one more you know the academic fraud that's that's the part you worry about because you know frankly Oklahoma State got one year um, and, and we haven't seen, obviously, the appeal, uh, you know, to that yet. But uh, Oklahoma State got one year for something similar that that occurred with Book Richardson and, and, and the bribery. Now you add on two other academic uh, fraud components to this. So I would assume they're going to get one more year. That would yeah, just be my guess. The, the other side of that, though, is that Alabama didn't get any – um, any postseason ban, they basically had the same thing with a with an well, assistant. Well, we know. Uh, but the assistant was recommended by the NCAA, like that. The, the NCAA had to be very careful with that Alabama one, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they, they they had to be very very careful with that one and how they went about but it, it, it. But it doesn't change the fact that the the same thing that happened with an assistant athletic director at Alabama didn't get a a postseason. Anything ban right. and I got a postseason ban at Oklahoma State like of course there's going to be certain things that play into it because that guy used to be at the NCAA but you know oh, like there's there is some kind of precedence and there has to be like if you don't have precedence in any of these decisions that you're making like what are you you're just flying by the seat of your pants so um I, I do think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Oklahoma State though I would not be surprised to get, see that appeal get overturned yeah, I mean, you, you hope it will. Um, it, it just depends right now. I mean, honestly, it, it's like the temperature of the NCAA at that time, and and, and things change. And, you know, I, I think they'll hit Sean Miller harder than they'll hit Arizona in a way because now you can. Right now he's fired. You can look tough and hit him with like a five-year show cause. And what does it matter, right? You look tough then, but you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. And, and Arizona and Kansas, those are two of their bigger – you know, cash cows. So you got to be a little bit smart in how you handle both of those if you don't have to hammer them and hit them with extra postseason uh, bans. So it's, I, just, I, it's just amazing to me 
how in a sport that's all about playing for the love of the game and is all about amateurism and all about making sure that you're doing this for the right reasons and nobody is professional, everything always comes down to money. We can't hammer Arizona and Kansas because we got to be able to profit off of the those those brands, right? We uh, yeah. this is the off topic, but but Matt Norlander today was tweeting about like potential rule changes, and the NCAA does not want to go to uh, four quarters in men's basketball more or less because there are a whole bunch of uh, right. deals and ad deals already in place that involve big money that that have to do with the four TV timeouts in each half. And well, you know, we're, we have a, a nice little amateurism and, and amateur project here where, where these kids aren't supposed to be getting paid and it's not supposed to be the pros, but we can't do the one thing that makes sense to be able to, because of all the money that's, that's going to be made off of them, but the players can't make any money and there's no name in it. It's just the, the way that you do mental gymnastics to tie yourself in knots to make all of this shit make sense uh, in regards to amateurism. is just like, uh, you know, it's it, it used to be maddening to me, and it still kind of is, but now it's just gotten to the point where it's funny. Like, uh, this is how we're justifying it? Okay. All right. Yeah. At least you're on brand still. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. No question. I, I think you're right. And um, I, I think ultimately the NCAA is out for themselves. And, and you know, they could say it's for the student-athletes all they want, but for them to survive, so many of the decisions are based on money. And again, yep. NIL, they had to do. We won't go into that here, but um, we'll, we'll get back and, and we'll kind of wrap up here. Um, well, I, I want to wrap up with this. I want to wrap up with this. Yeah. Um, I want to know, so the, the this kind of ends the most significant parts of the coaching carousel, right? There's not anything big or enormous out there that I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on that still is open, is there? Um, say that again. There's, there's not any, any other huge jobs that are open right now. Since okay, Cincinnati is the last one, but again, that's a little that's a, a lower level. So let's do this. Um, I want to know what your favorite hire was, and what the uh, I, I don't want to say worst because I don't want to put you in that position, but I want to know the hire that left you saying huh the most. And you're uh, not allowed to say Chris Beard in Texas. You're not allowed geez. to. That's taking off the board. Everyone knows it's out. That's where you're going to go. So, get, all right, Chris Beard, obvious Texas, best one. Give me the all second right, fire and the biggest head scratcher. I'm going to run through. I'm just kind of running through here. Um, as I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm running through all the different uh, hires at this point. And uh, the head scratcher, I mean, there are a bunch. There are a bunch of head scratchers this year. Um I like Drew Valentine a lot at Loyola Chicago to go into Porter Moser's role. I, I think Drew's a star. Um, I, I've, I've warmed to the Shaka Smart Marquette one a lot. I, I wasn't loving it, but now I, I, I kind of like it. I don't know if it was you who, who kind of got me on board, but I'm on board with that one uh, for sure. You know where I stand with the Chris Beard one. Um, I think Mark Adams is going to have a, a hard time. I just replacing – Chris Beard at Texas Tech. He took it to a different level where mm -hmm. I don't think it'll ever be again. Um, yeah. So I, I just – I feel like you're in a no-win situation there. Ryan Odom all the way at Utah State. Don't understand that one. Don't love it, to be honest. If I'm Ryan Odom, I want to be in my comfort zone. I, I love Pat Kelsey to Charleston. Love that one. I think that's a terrific hire coming from Winthrop. So those are a few that I would say um, to me – that uh, that I, I I like and didn't love Mike Woodson again, 
I just don't love it. I, I mean, I know like Mike Woodson's a great human being from everything I've heard. I hope he succeeds because, well, I do, but I don't because Indiana fans, man, they are ruthless. So if he succeeds, <laughs> it is going to be absolutely brutal for uh, for you, yours truly here on on, on Twitter. But um, yeah, I, I I just don't know why you'd hire a 63 year old who's never coached um, in college, and and now you you're 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 beholden to have to rely on poor Dane Fife. I mean, Dane Fife holds the program in his hands like Dane <laughs> right yeah they're fucked <laughs> i mean they're in trouble they are in trouble and i actually i, I, I like their- dane. I, I, I like dane i think they actually did a good job we're, we're we're breaking dane's balls we know dane so um i i agree with you on most of what you said uh i i think i was the one that talked you into shaka because i, I think the yeah. that being in a place where you can really just kind of focus on getting three to four year guys that are going to stay and develop and build a culture um, and, and all of that kind of stuff will be really good for him. I think that being able to have uh, a, a fan base and a crowd that's going to be really loud and passionate is something that will really help. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more of the pressure defense there. Um, and I really hope that he goes out and he hires a, an offensive guy to kind of uh, <laughs> loosen things up on that end of the floor. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you kind of you kind of nailed it with that. The, uh, we don't need to rehash the whole Mike Woodson thing. I get what they're trying to do, right? Like I, I kind of I understand what their goal is and what the plan is in Scott Dolson's head. Um, I don't know if it'll work out, but you're you're definitely much more negative on that hire, I think, than than I am. I think it's I think it's fine. I get what they're trying to do, um, and at the very least, they're going to be. Uh, it seems like that fan base is going to be more engaged. It, it kind of felt uh, – is that a fair way to put it for, for Indiana fans? It felt like a lot of Indiana fans were kind of disengaged from the program uh, yeah. at the end of the Archie Miller era. So I don't think that they that's one of their own. I mean, they were – listen, they really wanted one of their own. I think Arizona does not quite as desperate as Indiana was. Indiana – because Indiana hasn't had, had high-level success since Bob Knight. I mean, they've had some here and there, but not what they what they want. Arizona hasn't been nearly that long. You know, they've had ups and downs, but they've still been – they were pretty darn good under Sean Miller. You know, I mean, for a stretch there, you know, they were making uh, Elite Eights, three of them. So it was a little bit different uh, with Sean than Archie. And, and the fans in Indiana are at a different level than they are at Arizona. Like, they're crazy at Arizona. They're insane at Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> yes yes they are and they, apparently every single one of them has a twitter account too so um listen jeff this was fun uh do you have anything else to add any other notes you want to provide any other insight you want to give uh you ready to start celebrating being an arizona fan again it feels it feels kind of weird that we get we got an arizona fan and a yukon fan on this podcast now listen i'm just you know like obviously i would support whoever they hire for the most part, there are a couple of people that I didn't want them to hire, but uh, yes, I, I will support whoever they hire because, again, uh, I always enjoy getting out of the cold weather here in Boston and getting to Tucson, Arizona, where it's you know seventy degrees in the middle of the winter. So, like for me, any of those programs, but but yeah, your alma mater is always somewhere that you want to be relevant. I mean, Arizona has been mm-hmm. a storied program, and I grew very close to Lute Olson over the last ten or so years, fifteen years. And the last conversation I had with him was a little over a year ago uh, at his house with his with his wife. Um, 
and and he was completely devastated by where the program had kind of gone to. You know, he, he he didn't feel a major connection to Sean Miller at the end, uh, and he just everything that the program had gone with Sean Miller. And and again, I've said this, I've said this publicly. Um, do I think everything that was put out there about Sean Miller was accurate? No, I don't. I don't. I was part of it. You know, I was there for a part of it for the story that elevated Sean Miller to a different level than a lot of those other guys. But you also can't discount the things that happened under his watch. You know, there were there were three, three major issues that happened under his watch. So the time had come to move on from Sean Miller. And I think, again, the hard part for me in all this is still that I think Lute Olson and the former players are the ones um, that really would have liked to have seen Damon Stoudemire or somebody in the family, whether it was Miles Simon uh, or or Josh Pastner, uh, take the reins here. And it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes. And if, and if Tommy Lloyd uh, doesn't do well, then, man – like good luck to him because those those former guys are going to come at him. Yeah, yeah. And I just, if, in case anyone wonders how much influence that Jeff Goodman has, he's more powerful than the Koch brothers. It's official. <laughs> it's official. All right, guys, this was fun. Uh, we're gonna keep jumping on every once in a while and do this when we have uh, big news breaking. Um, so yeah, it was fun, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Congrats, man, and I'm sorry you didn't get the job. Unbelievable. Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.